Dave. Mm. Yeah. I've been thinking. I've been thinking that maybe we should. Yeah, you know, we've been going for 100 and 120 something issues now. I think. I just think maybe we need some changes in this. Thing. Yeah, kind of getting over it a bit. It just, it just seems a bit stale. It's like the same thing over and over again. Every week we just come in, you know. Hey guys, I've just been doing some thinking. What if we change the format up a little bit this year? I was thinking at the start of the show. What if instead of me saying "and welcome," I say "and welcome"? Huh. My spider senses are starting to tingle. Just hang on to your lariat. Wonder what kind of a scene I'm getting into. And welcome back to Behind the Panels, issue 124, the comic book show that refuses to register and reveal our secret identities. <laughs> I'm Richard Gray. Oh, damn it, I've just revealed it. <laughs> I'm David McVeigh. And I got given an identity by Nick Fury. <laughs> I'm married to my brother now, I think. For those of you unaware, that's David Longo. In this issue, Channing Tatum is getting his own solo movie as Gambit. We can't wait to see Jonah Hill as Wolverine. Also, Scarlett Johansson is a officially a ghost in the show. We know she's not the greatest actor, but that's a little harsh. Then it's the tiny adventures of Ant-Man, the nutty outings of Squirrel Girl, the Agent Carter premiere, and more in what we've been reading and watching. Additionally, it's our patented trailer commentaries with a new Ant-Man teaser trailer, plus our kick-ass pick of the week, Civil War, a Marvel Comics event. We're back for 2015. This is Behind the Panels. That's right, people. It's 2015. <laughs> Behind the panels is back in your ear holes. We're back. Yeah, don't, turn right. don't turn it off, man. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't touch a geek stereo. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be good if like, every episode we just had this funky bass line yeah, just playing man. underneath <laughs> us, just, just slapping the bass. Fellas, like for, from the audience's point of view, we've only been away a week or something. One mm. week, yeah. We haven't sat in the studio since uh, last year, so we're very excited to be back. Fellas, how have you all been? I've been mm. good. Did you guys have a good, good holiday season? Good Christmas? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, really good. Lot- Did you get everything in your stocking you wanted to? <laughs> lots and lots of geeky gifts filled my stocking this we year. We have an espresso machine in the studio. Hey. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, I was with you when you got that, David. It was a present you bought yourself. <laughs> I, didn't say anybody, I didn't say anybody bought it for yes. me. I, I just said we have an espresso machine in the studio. It was bought in the post-Christmas sales. Yes, so. well, there you go. It's all part of the Christmas magic. Mm. Uh, look, but I guess we've been reading a lot since. Oh, <laughs> I guess we've been like- reading. We'll, we'll get into that in the, what yeah, we've been thanks, reading. thanks, Richard. But, <laughs> <laughs> we are doing Civil War. I thought we'd just do something nice and easy <laughs> to, to bring the year in. Something light. You know? So, like, you know, we, we could Just have done the, the seven in. issues of Civil War, but no, I'd never read it before, so I wanted to read all 140 million issues. <laughs> to be of, accurate, 122, thank you. There you go, so there you go. Oh, I was close, I was close. You can you can cut that down significantly. Some of them are like 40 pages, though. Yeah, some yes. of them are even longer. <laughs> and there's whole issues in there that are pros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, we've, we've got a lot of very exciting news this year. Uh, one of the things we'll, we'll, I'll just talk about up front is that we just went and had a meeting at Good Games in Hurstville uh, here in Sydney, and they've offered to sponsor us uh, for the year of the show, and including things like giveaways and books for the show and what have you. But the most exciting announcement that's coming out of that, as well, apart from sponsorship, which is really exciting, um, is that we're going to be doing two live shows um, at uh, Good Games Hurstville. Uh, for those of you in Sydney. So far. So far. Uh, but we've got two announced for the next couple of months. We said that we've got our 
Oz Comic Con show is coming up later in the year. Um, but of course, before that, on the 11th of February um, and on the 11th of March, we'll be doing live shows there. And at the moment, uh, our books will be, uh, I think it's Holmes and Watson, A Study in Black, will be the first one on the 11th of uh, February. February. Uh, and then we'll be doing another one on the 11th of March coming up later after that. We'll release those details closer to the day, but so you'll have you'll still have plenty of time to read the books and come along. If you're in Sydney, please come along if you're one of our listeners. What we um, really like is if you are going to come along to it, if you are a Sydney listener and you do want to come along, just shoot us off an email or mention it on our Facebook page yeah. just so we have an idea of what sort of numbers are coming. Because, yeah, that'd be really lovely. Know, it is a store and they, <laughs> yeah, they need to cater for, you know, yeah. uh, and what's up. But also it's going to be, so it's going to be a live show mm-hmm. and then something they do afterwards anyway, which is just a bit of a book club. So they actually they do a proper book club, uh, not like us where we just all talk to each other. They do a proper book club where they sit around and discuss the book and and find out what people thought about. So it. So what we're going to do is we're going to give our opinion on the show, and, and then, then they're going to agree with us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll tell them well that's correct. And if they don't, <laughs> uh, look just just to uh, bring the mood down slightly, just for a moment, uh, it's like I couldn't let uh, this story slide without talking about it. I didn't want to just shove it in the news headlines. Of course, as you all know, on the seventh of January this year. Um, um, and unfortunately, starting the year off on, on, a, on a bad note, two masked gunmen forced their way into the Paris offices of the French satirical newspaper Charlie Hebdo, uh, killing 12 people, including um, world-renowned cartoonists uh, Jean Cabot, uh, Stéphane Chabonnier and Philippe Honor. Uh, so we just wanted to say that we join in solidarity uh, with the cartoonists, comics, comics professionals and artists around the world, including people like Banksy, Robert Crumb, and even Asterix creator Albert uh, Udazo, who came, actually came out of retirement to draw a protest piece mm. about this, to condemn these actions. Um, the Australian Cartoonists Association, and I know quite a few people who are in this, uh, just released a statement. I won't read the whole thing out. Go to their Facebook page to see the whole thing. But I really like what they said here. There's that, is that freedom of speech is the primary tool of all cartoonists. It isn't pen or ink or graphic tablet. It isn't the page, the file or the canvas they use. It's the freedom to speak their own opinion based on truth. Uh, one thing the short-sighted extremists haven't taken into consideration, cartoonists are, subversive, uh, are a subversive and rebellious group, which reverse the grotty wainscotings of society demanding the truth be heard. An incident like Paris doesn't stop us. It will never stop us because we are the truth in a complicated society. We shine the light on a darkening world. We were the first media and we will be the last media. We are Charlie Hebdo. And that's from Jules Faber, who's the president um, of the Australian Cartoons Association. That's fantastic. It was, it's a wonderful statement and, a lo- and so much... You know, out of this tragedy, so much solidarity and so much art and, and, and so many people have just sort of come out and, mm. and, and stood against this thing, which I think is wonderful. So, look, on behalf of Behind the Panels, uh, Je suis Charlie. Um, and uh, just to bring some light back in, into the world and get us out of this serious moment, we're going to do what we do best and turn our satirical eyes uh, to mocking our own superhero favourites. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, because uh, we're not very bright, we're going to do that by mocking vintage clips. You gotta fight hate. You gotta make a stand. That's what the X-Men are all about. Man or mutant, it's all the same. The fight's against evil. Marvel Comics X-Men, today's most popular superheroes. Saturday morning's hottest TV show. And America's favorite comic books. Marvel Comics X-Men. Head-banging, pulse-racing action. Isn't it time to see what the shouting's all about? Comics on Parade. Visit us at our temporary location, 11 West Korea. Of course, the X-Men are always ready to go into a fight, unless it's Civil War, where they say we remain neutral. Yeah, (laughs) we'll we'll get on to that later. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, um, that was you might remember a couple of weeks ago, just before uh, we broke. And it could have been the not the Christmas episode, the one before that, where I played a clip um, from those same people who did a DC one. Remember mm, that had mm. the echo, 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 echo. echo, echo. <laughs> Don't start uh, that again. No. Uh, that was why the, not? Why not? Again, again, again. <laughs> so that's the, that, that was the that was the twin Marvel one, uh-huh. that, and it seemed very appropriate to, to play after that clip. Um, but we've got a very very big second half of the show, so we want to whip through the first half of the show uh, where we talk about what we've been reading where looks like we got ourselves a reader read between the lines bitch I just wanted to say very quickly, because we had a long time to, to read, we probably haven't read as many books as we normally would have read. Not, no, no, because no. Because <laughs> we've read 120 Civil War books in that time. Somehow I also managed to finish off the rest of Transmetropolitan. I don't know how you did this. Because I, I didn't move for three Oh, weeks. wait, you have no life. I have no life. <laughs> I was also on... You opened on ho- the book and <laughs> I read the book. And then I, I was actually also on... I was on, ho- I was on break for most of uh, the, the back half of December and the first right. part of January. So I had a lot of time to read. Um, two books I wanted to mention that came out while we were away. There's one called Graveyard Shift and They're Not Like Us uh, by Image Comics. I won't go into details today, but go and check those out because there were two new books that came out that I think are worthwhile investigating. But this week, so the books that were released on the 7th of January, we probably had the most eclectic group of books uh, imaginable. <laughs> there is The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, number one, which we all mocked, but let me I'm here to tell you, uh, this, I think this is Ryan North uh, did this one. This is... Bloody brilliant! <laughs> it's really, it's really, 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 really fun. It starts off with um, Squirrel Girl bouncing in, doing a parody of the Spider-Man theme. Uh, <laughs> it's her own theme song. She's hoping for it to catch on. And uh, as you can see, the the art style is very Saturday morning cartoony. Yep. Um, and it's what has Batgirl started? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> this, this is this is kind of like well, you can. There's all, all, a soundbite for you. <laughs> well, you, can all, you can almost blame uh, your favorite Amanda Connor, who's sort of taken that kind of uh, yeah, cartoony true. style through to with Chad Hart and through to Harley Quinn. And this is more like Harley Quinn than it is Batgirl. Good. Uh, it's fun. It's irreverent. She talks to a squirrel. Uh, <laughs> who, who named Tippy Toe? She keeps. She's walking. She's, she's gone to college. So yes, there is that. That well, bad to be girl fair, Harley Quinn talks to a beaver too. But it, it's dead. She's a girl that is a squirrel. She's not a squirrel that is a, a girl. girl. <laughs> she has the proportional strength and abilities of a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Although I must say, uh, once again, harking on to our pick the squirrel's this squirrel's name is Tippy Toe. <laughs> a, squir- a squirrel girl does actually make an appearance in Civil War. You may have noticed, and, and she's, she's a badass. She's a badass. She's part of the Great Lakes Avengers, and because she's in college, she keeps running around going, I'm definitely this is definitely not my secret identity. I'm definitely not Squirrel Girl. <laughs> and so she's 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 trying out the idea of a secret identity in this book. Right. And so it's quite fun and has no idea what she's doing. Kind of like the way Harley Quinn <coughs> is trying out being a normal person yeah, yeah. but not really succeeding not at succeeding. it at all. And she fights Craven the Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> because of course Craven's big game uh, uh yeah. hunting would Go to squirrels, but she, she well, she convinces him. She, he says, "Look, you know, you're immortal now. You don't want to keep fighting like Spider Man. It's like you got to go after mythical beasts." And he's like, "You're right, 
maybe Spider-Man isn't the most dangerous game anymore. <laughs> you know? So she basically talks him out of a fight at the end. Uh, so that's really good. But the, the really big book that came out to coincide with the trailer that was released this week was Ant-Man number one. Mm. This is, The way they've set this up, it's Scott Lang is a complete loser trying to get his life back together, trying to get a job with Tony Stark and, and look after his um, uh, kid as well. It's basically Hawkeye but with, with Ant-Man, but it's even funnier. Like it well, Stephen Lang's sort of, character has always been a little bit that way anyway, so it's good to see them going that way. So. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoy this. This one uh, is uh, this one's written by Nick Spencer uh, with Ramon Rosanes on the art, and it's really good. And uh, Jordan Bo- Jordan Boyd does the colors, and they're, they're actually divine. Uh, and this it's a really, really good book. I I basically this is already one of my favorite new books this year. I will be reading this one intensely, not least of which because we've got a movie coming out mm. uh, later in the year, but definitely interested in that one. Really, two, two books came out this week that kind of mirror each other. Um, one of them is the big Marvel release, uh, Operation Sin, S, full stop, I, full stop, N, full stop, which is basically uh, Peggy Carter, the comic book. Mm. Uh, it's set in 1952 and it's very, very, very cool. Um, and the other one is Lady Killer, also set in the 1950s, about a housewife who's an assassin. And so she goes off in the day. Chefs do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And she goes off in the middle of the day, bloodily kills somebody, comes home and uh, goes, well, the steak's a little late, darling. <laughs> you know, and uh, but it, it, it's quite well done. It's, it's really clever. And I think both of them are worth reading because they kind of got that same sort of woman in a man's world, 1950s vibe, have to be very prim and proper in one life and brutal and bloody in another mm-hmm. life. And, and I like them both. And it's interesting. They both came out the same week. Um, next week, uh, the 14th of January releases, uh, which will be this week by the time you hear the show, uh, there's a couple of interesting new books uh, coming out. There's Mortal... I've written in my notes, Mortal... <laughs> I've written in my notes... Uh, Mortal Wombat. Mortal Wombat. Your son's just come in with a uh, sign a saying Scott Lang. Correction, Because you yes. said Stephen Lang. I did. The <laughs> who, is Stephen the, Lang. who is the actor who yeah. was in yeah. Avatar? Not to be confused with Scott Strange. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so before you start writing email in, yes. <laughs> We acknowledge... Dare behind the panels. We acknowledge our mistakes <laughs> and we will repent for As them. the leader of the Stephen Lang fan club... <laughs> I love the fact that my son walked, my 15 year old son walks in holding a piece of paper saying, correct yourself, basically. <laughs> you better check yourself, Dad, yeah, before yeah. you wreck yourself. Yeah. Uh, I've written in my notes for some reason, Mortal Lombat comes out. Actually. I think it should have been Mortal Wombat myself. <laughs> <laughs> Just a really slow-moving and easily killable wombat. That would have been great. Uh, I read that book. Marsupial boy. And you could cross it over with Squirrel Girl. <laughs> Squirrel Girl versus Mortal Lom- Wombat <laughs> X. It's actually Mortal Kombat X number one. It's actually being released by DC. Uh, we've Welcome also, back, people. <laughs> we've got uh, Daredevil number 12 coming out this year, uh, next week. Another Is that still going? Yeah, that's Mark Wade. I think, I think Mark Wade's ending up on that one soon, but I'm not quite sure what's happening that. Finally, after nine months Yay. since issue four, Jupiter's Legacy number five <laughs> will come out. Like we, we know Frank quietly takes his time on the art. Mind you, he's, he's drawn that seven billion yeah. panel page in, in yeah. uh, uh, the multiverse. This is particularly frustrating because I read the first Jupiter's Legacy and I'm waiting for it all to be finished. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just, how I am. I haven't read yeah. it since the first one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but also the probably what will be the it's biggest seven book. issues total, isn't it? I I'm think sure. so. Which means we could be waiting for a very <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 2017. We'll, we'll have seen the new Star Wars by then. <laughs> well, if anything like uh, anything like Mark Miller's other books, uh, the the film will be in production by the time. Well, that's the, true, the and there won't be yeah, an ending, true. so they'll yeah, have to make, an, make an ending. ending. Yeah. Uh, but the the biggest book that's coming out next week, and undoubtedly for the year, because I think it's already mm. pre-sold a million copies. Yeah. Uh, is Star Wars number one? This is the new uh, ongoing series set in the original uh, Star Wars universe. Mm, I'm interested in this. The yeah. reason it's probably pre-sold in my copies is that it has, no kidding, 63 <laughs> variant covers. Now, some of them are magnificent. Some of them are brilliant, and there are going to be Star Wars geeks who will collect the lot mm-hmm. because you know that's what Star Wars people do. That's what we, we we're collectors. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I won't. I I will possibly buy issue one with its standard cover, if yeah. it's or or whatever variant cover catches my eye. I'd actually like to um, read it to see if the book's any good. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with you, uh, but uh, it's the kind of thing that I probably want to read in collections. Because remember, anyway. Star Wars comics are really hit and miss. Like we're going to say, because a bunch of Star Wars comics that are coming out, we'll probably cover issue one of each of these yeah. as they come out, and then leave them, bank them up until some of the miniseries are done and whatnot before we cover them in any further depth. Because there's is so the many first of them. Marvel one, right? Uh, well. Well, since well, the like 70s. Since, 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 since the Dark yeah. Seven, Since the 70s, yeah, yeah, 80s. Yeah. This is the first. The original, Mar- the original Star Wars adaptations were Marvel. Yeah. So it goes yeah. way back. So but. this is the first Marvel ones, yeah, since Marvel's repurchased Lucasfilm. Yeah. So, um, Bag and board this one, people, because it'll, be, it'll be worth $2. $2 <laughs> yeah, in, uh, in, in 10, 10 years' time. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking the same yeah. thing yeah. this morning, yeah. right? <laughs> and at that point, we could say, I want my $2. Yeah. Or if, you, if that film is too young for you, you could say, Roger, pay the $2. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so esoteric movie quote. Yeah. For, you. There you go. <laughs> for all the back. generations. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, we're back. Uh, okay, so I think it's time from what we've been reading to. I've been watching you. A la 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 long. A la 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 long, 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 I got your text message. I will fight you on this because Wait, I what? saw her first. <laughs> Be still my uh, beating heart. We are, of course, talking about <laughs> our, our three-way love triangle uh, with Hayley Atwell. Oh, man. God. Uh, well, actually, I'm not even in love with Hayley Atwell. I'm in love with Peggy Carter. Mm. I think Peggy mm. Carter mm. is fabulous. She is so hot and Winter Soldier. She is the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, <laughs> It was for the longest time. It was going to be called um, uh, Captain America: The Guilt Reunion. So you know, <laughs> almost didn't get that joke out, did you? <laughs> I don't know. It's funnier the joke, the fact you almost didn't get it out. <laughs> which was what would have happened to Steve if no. Sorry, anyway. Uh, Agent Carter had its two-hour premiere, which is basically the two first two episodes they end up joining together. So we'll get seven mm. weeks of Peggy rather than eight. Yeah. Um, but it's it's. I was actually surprised. I didn't think there was a double coming out. Now the the, the mm. I only pre- actually got a chance to watch the first one. The premiere episode was directed by someone major, wasn't it? It was directed oh. by the the Captain America people. It was no, yeah, 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 oh. and it's produced by the guy who does all the one shots. Yes. Um. So he's the guy who actually did the Agent Carter one shot and so forth. Yeah. But yeah. I think that uh, from memory, oh, if only we had, had access. Some to access to some sort of but, database, and I think yeah. Joe Johnson's actually doing an episode somewhere in the I season believe as he well. Is doing so one, yeah. the this was I, I'm like I'm going to go out and I'm saying this is probably Marvel's best TV venture from the get go to date. I think mm. right, right out of the gate, it it proved itself to be something awesome. Literally, because the first scene is a clip from Captain America, the first <laughs> Avenger. So as you were saying to me in the car on the way here, Dave, that they've actually got the rights to those clips. 
and mm. license those clips so that they can play them on television and actually firmly establish this within the continuity of the films. They've got two of the film actors. They've got Hayley Atwell yeah. and Dominic Cooper actually as regulars in the show. Mm. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is this is finally that crossover between TV and film. Yeah. I just feel it's, it's seamless going from the cinema of Captain America to the TV of Peggy Carter. Like, yeah. It doesn't look any different no. or feel different. It's like... It, you no, know, yeah. unlike Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where there's a very different tonal difference, mm. uh, this is this is literally that film on, on, on a television yeah. screen. It, it, yeah. I didn't watch S.H.I.E.L.D. I only saw the, the pilot episode, but I thought it was okay. But... um. From what I hear, Shield's pretty good now. Yep, Shield so, is very good now. Shield's worth watching yeah. now. But this is. Uh, I just found a limitation <clears throat> with the iPad version of IMDb because on the website version, you can yeah. actually look at all the episodes broken down. IMDb on the iPad doesn't give you that, but it does actually tell me that one episode is directed by Luis de Esposito, Esposito, Esposito which yeah, is, the, is the, the Marvel one shot guy. Um, he's also produced a fair few of the feature films. Correct. As well. uh, Joe Russo directed an episode, mm. so I'm assuming that's probably the pilot yes. episode. Uh, Peter Leto has directed an episode and Scott Weinart, but those are the only ones listed so far. Ah, uh, okay. So okay. we don't know which ones they were, but I'm pretty sure you're right about the Russos. I think mm. the Russos did. I, I feel fairly confident that <clears> happened. So, uh, yeah, look, it, it's I, I look, you know, obviously we're going to watch a lot of them, but this is one that I, I'm in for the get go I'll yeah. be watching it every week it was a and solid opening it was yeah. a really we'll, solid we'll be opening. talking about this as the as the season goes along and I love it when she but, kicks ass let's just get yeah. right down to it she kicks ass like a like a Mm-hmm. Boxer man, she yeah. just gets in there and just does it. And I think this is this is exactly what we've been wanting in terms of it. Yeah, it was, oh, it was Christopher Marcus and, and Stephen McFeely wrote uh, the first episode. Yeah, and they're and, the writers of Captain. And America. it was and it was directed the the first episode one was Louis Desposito and episode two was Joseph Russo. There you so, go. So uh, directed them. Uh, so it's only one of the brothers. Yeah, well, maybe it's a TV um, could be contractual thing. Yeah. Like you can't have two. No, directors possible, on yeah. a on a on a TV episode, it's like a guild thing or something. Um, but they probably in practice they both directed mm-hmm. it. Um, that came out. There's also something that probably neither of you watched, which is the Gotham mid season return. That's still a show. Yeah, it's still a show, <laughs> and it actually it's probably it's probably rating better than all the other ones combined. Yeah. Um, it is actually pretty good because one of the things, apart from being set all in Arkham Asylum, this episode. Uh, Bruce Wayne. Oh, you mean you mean Arkham <clears throat> House? <clears throat> Arkham House. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> I haven't watched that. Just the the, the, the Arkham f- Room. Ark- <laughs> no, it's just Ark- a plot of land. Ark- <laughs> Arkham Foundation Stone. Yeah, it's the it's the new series Arkham Outhouse. Arkham Outhouse. <laughs> yeah. We'll put Arkham there. Uh, is is that'll it, be the next series, guys? Arkham. Yeah. You watch. Yeah, it'll be an ER drama. <gasps> yeah. That would be well, actually. They could Gotham Emergency Room. There yeah. you go. The, the end of season one is well, that, um, is that Martha and Thomas. Ha- well, they, they could deliver Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because uh, well. Bruce is already in it. And that was a great thing about this episode that Bruce wasn't anywhere to be seen and not, not taking anything away from the young actor who plays him. But I think the show works best when it is Gotham Central, mm. you know, and it's just the cops investigating Which something. Which is what the series should have been. Yeah. We keep saying that. It and I, th- I think they're there. gradually moving away from the whole Bruce Wayne <laughs> Let's face it, They line. used young Bruce Wayne and the young Selena Kyle and what have you just to get an audience. Once the audience is well established, they can then just turn it into Gotham Central. Mm. The uh, they have introduced their new character. Um, it's played by Marina Baccarin, who was from oh, Homeland, uh, from Homeland and Firefly, from dude. Firefly oh yeah, as well. <laughs> uh, so whether or not you know your Arkham idea, it could I'm be sorry, a- I personally liked her in the V remake. <laughs> <laughs> So whether or not it's a backdoor pilot, you know or not, they could be doing a backdoor pilot to a uh, uh, an Ar- hey to a to an Arkham show. 
because she is she'd be big enough to carry off yeah, true. Uh, her own show. Mm. Uh, we also Arkham Homeland. Dave and I both. I'll just mention this really quickly. Mm. It's sort of tangentially superhero related. Birdman. No, it uh, totally is. It, yeah, it totally is. Uh, because yeah. it stars uh, Michael Keaton as a guy who was an action hero in the nineties mm. playing Birdman. Yeah. Uh, those of you old enough. Birdman. To- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harvey Birdman. <laughs> who, who, who? You know, it's very much paralleling all these Batman stuff mm. and him trying to become a legitimate actor and a legitimate mm. presence in the theater. He's magnificent. Mm. Edward Norton it's, sort of almost oh, parodies everybody's magnificent. His public persona of being a precious actor. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, Naomi Watts is wonderful in it. Emma Stone's amazing, and everyone's wonderful in it. It is one of the movies of the year. I think it's yeah. I, I think <clears throat> maybe quite possibly it is the yeah. movie of the year for me. It's like extremely, extremely intelligent, funny, and well, the first twenty minutes. So the technical is amazing. There's man. lots of pointed commentaries about the state of the superhero. Yeah. Uh, um, well, the state of, the state of blockbusters today, and like yeah. how that overhangs on on art because it's or clip- just people wanting to make art because it's like clips from the Avengers and Iron Man and all sorts of things throughout mm-hmm. the first twenty minutes of this film as well. Yeah, so yeah. it's very much pointing a finger at, at, at certain yeah. things, but kind of not necessarily get, yeah. condemning them either. So it's sort of yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's interesting the way it goes and. I can't wait for you to see really it, David. I'm yeah. dying to see it. I will yeah. say that I did see one other film, though. It's a spoiler Which you mentioned thing. very oh, yes. late in the year. I saw Big Hero 6, oh, yeah. which oh, is very much tied to the Marvel Universe. Mm. Did you stay for the end credits? Yeah, yes. Best cameo yeah. yeah. ever. Yeah. No, the, no, the end credits, are when you actually read the end credits, mm. there are so many names in there. They thank, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they thank um, Chris Claremont. They thank... Mm. Uh, basically everybody who works at Marvel, mm. it was really quite an amazing list of credits and thank yous that they have at the end. But then, yes, the best cameo yeah. ever at the end. The painting and uh, behind I, it. <laughs> I thought Big Hero 6 was fabulous, dude. Oh, yeah, we yes. didn't talk about Willow. We, yeah, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, I yeah. did, but no, I, if you go at back last to the recording, show, you were the only one who'd seen it. I'd only it. seen it and you just kept yeah. talking over me. So, <laughs> so <laughs> payback. Payback's, payback's a bitch, bitches. But yeah, no, uh, go see it. It's well worth it. So, uh, David, Richard, I, Richard, you were right. No, no, you no. You were right. <laughs> oh, because I was just going to angrily segue out. <laughs> Did you just sit? I was Richard, trying. we love you. <laughs> now I feel really bad about pressing this. Comics publisher IDW has acquired Top Shelf Productions, the home of such classics as League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, From Hell, Essex County, and Blankets. Marvel will kick off April with The Uncanny Inhumans, written by Chris... Chris uh, Charles, not Chris. You're not Charles good with first Sewell. names today, are you? <laughs> and with art from Steve McNiven. <laughs> I apologise to both of them. From Scott McNiven. Uh, Image Comics has announced a slew of new titles at the Image Expo this week, including Saviour by Brian um, Holguin, Todd McFarlane and Clayton Crane, Injection by Warren Ellis, Declan Shalvey and Geordie Belair, Ludocrats by Kieran Gillen and, and David Fuente, and a second volume of Kelly Sudaconic's Pretty Deadly. For the full details of the titles, see our link in the show notes. Fox has confirmed the release of a solo Gambit film on 7th of October 2016 and will star Channing Tatum. Meanwhile, even though we are yet to see a photo, poster, or even a logo for the Fantastic Four reboot, Fox has moved the date of Fantastic Four 2 up to the 2nd of June 2017. Scarlett Johansson will star in the live-action adaptation of Masume Shiro's Ghost in the Shell. 
Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy has been nominated for the Writers Guild of America Awards for Best Adapted Screenplay for James Gunn and Nicole Perlman. Yay! Christoph Beck will provide the score for Marvel's Ant-Man, while Marco Beltrami has been announced as the composer for the Fantastic Four reboot. The Sydney cosplay community mourns the loss of Paul Kerr, an active member of Sydney's Gotham's finest cosplay group, who was killed in a car accident in New South Wales this week. Marvel's Daredevil will debut on Netflix 10th of April with all 13 episodes uh, to be made available in all territories that have have access to the platform. The remaining Marvel Netflix series will be released at yearly intervals following that. Now, just to top off on that, um, we should have Netflix by March. Is we that have right? Netflix in March, so yeah, yes, so Australia will be, be one of those platforms, yeah, one of those territories. <clears throat> Now, finally, Marvel unveiled its first teaser trailer for Peyton Reed's Ant-Man this week. Following Ant and human-sized previews, the teaser debuted during Agent Carter. Guess what, kids? It's time for our patented... Trailer commentaries, patent pending, patent pending. (laughs) That's a good bridge. That's a good bridge. (laughs) Oh, hands up. I've been watching you for a while now. Remember the fun and enjoyable Marvel movies? (laughs) (laughs) Now, don't let anyone tell you. You have nothing to offer. Uh, look, it's Liberace telling himself. <laughs> Combi van. Don't come around oh, all badass beard, Hank. I suggest you take a really close look at it. Okay, so this is a Marvel film. I was wondering about that. Yeah. This is your chance. Chippetto, you're a real boy. Turn <laughs> that look in your daughter's Oh, it's a kid. I hate it already. Oh. To become the hero. Old school lab. Yeah. Oh, it's Egghead. It's time about saving our world. Hey, he was in House of Cards. House of Cards, yeah. (laughs) It's about saving theirs. And the strain. And the strain, yeah. I need you. That guy was in Knocked Up. To be the (laughs) Ant-Man. To be the Ant-Man. Huh. (laughs) Comedic twist, like Guardians, I guess. See, there's no sense of scale there. I don't really get a sense of these shrinking. Love that though. Oh yeah. Riding an ant, that's what you needed though. <laughs> One question. Is it too late to change the name? Yeah, call him Yellow Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> or Goliath, or, or giant the Wasp, man. or Giant <laughs> Man. Yeah, Hank Pym's been struggling for Why? identity for a while. Why didn't they have any shots where like you just saw like a tiny speck like running around like a big room or something? Yeah, you know what I don't understand? Thing. Is that why didn't they cool. use a sh- Why didn't they use a shot like in that leaked footage? If you if you running down the hallway, jumping yeah, on yeah. the gun, yeah. kicking the guy. So if over. you watch that, um, <clears throat> apropos of nothing, you would have no idea that apart from the name of the film, that he actually shrinks. Mm. It's just a guy that goes into a costume and gets shot from various angles. Oh, he was writing an ant. He was writing it, but it could have been a joke. So much so that Rolling Stone published an article that. Said uh, Paul Rudd rides giant uh, insect in a trailer for Ant Man. I think they've missed the premise of Ant Man. I think Ant-Man, they did miss the premise. But, but to be fair, if you look at that trailer, you wouldn't necessarily. You, it could possibly be a giant insect rather I than a tiny insect. No, but we know. No, no, but yeah, I think yeah. there's that one no, shot which shows him disappear. No, but if you didn't know, any, him land on the but ground, if you didn't know so. anything about Ant Man, because we do, because we're comic geeks, mm-hmm. you'd be like, his suit looks like okay. An ant. So he he's wearing an <laughs> ant suit. Great, good good for him. And he <laughs> like you don't really get a sense of what that show uh, the movie's about. What I kind thought of his that trailer was are. pretty badass. I don't know. This is the first Marvel trailer. I don't think is trailered really well. Like, do you think back to how what we were like when the first Guardians? Um, no, I uh, hated the first trailer for Thor though. I hated okay. the first trailer yeah, for the Thor. first trailer yeah. for Guardians. 
we just which was their last risky prospect. Mm. This is now being called Marvel's riskiest prospect to date. Um, the last thing, I mean, this is the first we've seen of this film full stop. And I'm, a, I, I'm not saying I'm disapp- disappointed because I'm not. It's still kind of cool. Mm. But it does, I'm, I'm still a little bit flat on I don't it. know. I, I, I actually disagree. I thought it was actually quite a cool trailer. I, I think quite it, liked it. I think it's not a bad trailer. I'm a little bit disappointed in the in the scale thing. Yeah. But, but I mean, that yeah. could be like just a couple shots and the movie could be awesome still. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of baggage to it. The whole Edgar Wright leaving and... You know all the this, all this story. Know that yeah, 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 I know, I know. But yeah, like, but, yeah. but we do, and that affects us, and mm. it's unfortunate. But like, you know, it's it's Marvel Studios, and I'm going in. I'm 100 open. I'm 100 open to it. I look it's at this. It's directed by Peyton Reed, who I really like yeah. as a director. Yeah. And, um, and Adam McKay's written it. Yeah, and look purely so like, on like, rewrote it. But well, rewrote it, but you know, like punched it up, made it. You know, I look at it this way and go. I look at this way. I'm optimistic. The trailer doesn't doesn't strike me as awful or bad. But the first half of the trailer is very very heavy and serious. Hmm. Like if I was watching that, and you know the you know average what it strikes attention. Me as? Sorry, Richard. Yeah, it just sorry. Stri- strikes me as like that's it, man. Yeah. Okay. Look, the thing is, the you average know, like, viewing yeah. time on YouTube is thirty seconds. That's a two-minute trailer. Yeah. Mm. If you My watch the first thirty yeah. seconds of that trailer, you'd be like, "Yeah, I'm bored. I'm, I'm gone. Sorry." Like I, you know, obviously, I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm it, it, the problem is, it doesn't trailer as well. As that's no, all I'm saying. I agree it doesn't with trailer that. as well that. as some yeah. of the other Marvel. Films. I think I just I'll just be open about how I feel about it because I I. I'm just not that interested in Ant Man. Yeah, can I, like, can I, like can for I example, just... like when Guardians trailer, I was like, Guardians, yes. I'm more you interested know, like, in what they're going to do yeah. with. Uh, I think Ant Man could be good you know? with Black Panther. I'm interested in what they're going to do with those films mm. rather than what they. Can do I just with throw this. out there? Civil though, War. Can I just throw out yeah. there yeah. a little, little bit of a little bit of an opinion on the whole Edgar? No, Wright. you're not allowed to have opinions uh-huh. on the show. On the whole Edgar Wright thing, because mm. I look at it and go. Yes, it, I would have liked to have seen Edgar Wright's take on it, mm. but I completely understand yeah. why they they part oh. of the company. Yeah, I, d- I don't have a problem yeah. with that because, as you said, I mean, yeah. they're two yeah. directors that we mm. still love. Yeah, and I look at uh, sorry, and I look two, at a writer director yeah. team that we still love. Had, so. had Edgar Wright made Ant Man, it would have been a great film, and it would have been Edgar Wright's Ant Man. Mm. Mm. Since Edgar Wright it's became not, involved, it's not his movie. In it, well, since yeah. he became involved in it, Marvel exploded. Yeah, yeah. and they need the character to fit their universe. Maybe Edgar Wright wasn't willing to it not be an Edgar Wright film. Right. Whereas, no, like, look, whereas to, Joss Whedon yeah. managed to kind of pull back some of the Jossisms. Well, Joss made it fit within the universe that they were creating. Look, like yeah. what, what we're yeah, ta- what we're know? talking about here is a theoretical movie that just doesn't exist and, and will never, never exist. Exactly. And and the kind of thing is like Edgar Wright could have made a movie that could have trailed even worse than. And that. he could actually Edgar Wright it, could have he could have made stuffed it, it up completely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like you remember yeah. Edgar Wright was developing this film ten years ago. That's before the, yeah. the Marvel universe True. created True. itself. True. Yeah. So look, I, I'm confident it's still going to be a, a, a great entry. I just mm-hmm. based on this trailer alone, like if I knew nothing mm-hmm. about the franchise. I knew nothing about the characters. I would I would have Paul Rudd's reaction, which is, huh. huh. Which I think you know. is why it's such a perfect <laughs> yeah. reaction to yeah. the trailer. Okay, look, uh, <laughs> I think we're, now, we've, we're over the halfway mark of the show, so I think it's about time we went into the very, very big pick of the week. Well, see how you like this. What is it, Batman? Whatever it is, it's, it's awfully funny. <laughs> it's the pick of the week. Since the early dawn of the Marvels, there has been a secret gathering, a collection of the brightest, most powerful leaders of their community. They have not always seen eye to eye. A recent decision has torn them apart. Where they once stood united, they now face one another, mistrust brewing. Disassembled, decimated, and divided, The world is growing darker, 
Secret committees are meeting. Deals are being made. And sides are forming. Things that once were thought lost have resurfaced. Old wounds are reopening. Forgotten threats are returning. Civil war, it seems, is inevitable. The world is holding its breath. Who will fire the opening shot? So to give you an idea of how big this event was, Marvel did a trailer for it online. You know, that was back in 2006 uh, when there w- it wasn't commonplace to do trailers for mm. comic books online. I think it's e- it's fair to say that this was it's probably the biggest Marvel event or biggest comics event of the last 10 years. Mm. Um, oh, in the last 10 years. Well, uh, longer than that now. 2006, 2007 was okay. when it came out. So... Uh, was it 2005, 2006? Anyway, in the last 10 years. In the last 10 years. Uh, and look, you know, I hated it. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go out and say that. No, look, this is – when we let, let's, let's start with when we're talking about Civil War, what we're talking about. Because uh, Civil, Civil War is a seven-issue miniseries uh, written by Mark Millar with amazing art by Steve McNiven. Amazing. Oh, amazing, amazing art. That that is the core series, but to really understand Civil War, um, you have to. This is one of the few times where we'll say you have to read the satellite books, mm. um, or at least some of them. There, there, is, there are some key things you need to know. There is a suggested reading some, order like on Marvel's some of the, website. Some of the other tie-ins are better than the actual. Event. Oh, absolutely, mm. and give give you more detail and character depth. Mm. But the thing I found about reading this overall, my overall comment is that having read all of it, having read all the tie-ins you really get a sense of this being something that affected the Marvel Universe mm. rather than being something that you just had a tangential tie-in. There's some of that there, but this is something that actually became a thread that ran throughout the entire Marvel year. It's something that we actually talked about a while ago when we were talking about our how over-events we were and mm. so forth. The, the modern day, with the exception of uh, Original Sin, which we all really liked, mm. the modern day equivalent of an event like this today is basically the event comes to an end which leads into another event which leads into another event. There's always an event running of some kind. Ten years ago, uh, there were were events, but they were were a little bit more spread out from each other. Mm. When this event hit, this was a a major shift Mm. in the Marvel 616 universe. They wanted to shake things up. It was, I would imagine, because I haven't read it, but I would imagine this equates to something like the first crisis Mm. in Mm. the DC universe, where they basically said, we need to make some changes. We need to fundamentally shake things up a little bit. Rather than go the DC route, which is, let's just reboot the entire universe, (laughs) they basically said, let's put it into context of our universe. Let's put them at each other's throats. Let's give them an ideological question Mm. that needs to be answered. And who would stand on which side of that question. And the ideological question is there is a uh, a young superhero team, uh, which the is, of course, Warriors. the New Warriors, who have a TV show. They're shooting this TV show in and fighting a villain, a villain Nitro, uh, in a school district. Um, things go wrong. Nitro blows up. 600 people are killed. 612 people are killed, uh, including, including 60, 60 children. children. Uh, this galvanizes the nation and... and, and um, brings into play a bit of legislation that we hear has actually been on the books for a while, the Superhero Registration Act. And, and the long and the sto- short of it is that uh, they want superheroes to register their identities with the government, uh, become card-carrying 
members of a, of a unified task force. Be trained by the government. Be trained by the government. And work for the government. And work for the government. Yeah. Uh, and the Civil War element comes out to, to break it down to its barest essentials. The Civil War element comes out of it when half the heroes agree with this and start registering and the other half don't. Mm. And the reason it becomes a big deal is because uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man, is leading the pro-registration and uh, surprising everybody Captain America leads the anti-registration movement because he believes it's unpatriotic, Mm. un-American and against freedom. freedom. And that's essentially you have your two camps. Now, that's your basic story. Mm. But man. There is so (laughs) much more to it. Because intermixed into this, it also includes, but not only, a possible war with Atlantis, Mm. a possible war with Wakanda, the rise of the Green Goblin again, and the using of supervillains as policemen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so in this, you're basically having Marvel's equivalent oh, and of- a Guantanamo base, a Guantanamo Bay-style prison mm. off U.S. soil yes. so that it is not actually and, under U.S. law. And I'm glad you mentioned Guantanamo because this is really effectively Marvel's response to nine, post-9-11 world. It is a little bit of House on American activities uh, from the 50s yep. and 60s of, of, of that kind of McCarthy era um, uh, uh, world because, you know, naming names mm-hmm. and having to register mm-hmm. and having to submit yourself and people who went on blacklists and things like that. Um, and, and so there's, there's, there's a few different elements that are at play in here as well. And, and you know, uh, Grant Morrison points out in his, his five or six pages that he writes about um, Civil War in his Super Gods book that there's a very much kind of a similar setup to Kingdom Come in there as mm-hmm. well, and that an event uh, brings about a, a series of actions that leads to superheroes fighting amongst each other. In Kingdom Come, it's it's about the golden age of superheroes and, and, and restoring that. Yep. In here, it's very much bringing it into the real world. Mm. It's very much about placing these heroes in the real world and making them responsible for their actions, actions which is really interesting. <coughs> Which in the because last issue of Civil War in particular is really driven oh. home um, by the, the, the decimation. I mean, you compare this to the Ultimates, which we did way back in like yeah. episode two or three or something, uh, which is Mark Millar's real world Avengers where everyone works for the government, and mm. as, as Morrison points out, and that's cool. Um, here it's kind of the crux of the disagreement, you know, uh, government overreach and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Mm. Um, Okay, so look, th- this is this is one of those things where it's how long is a piece of string? What do we talk about? What do we don't talk <laughs> yeah. about? Because there is a lot. I think what we should probably start talking about is what you should read when you're reading yes. this, because in what we what the, the, the and the bits that we'd like to highlight as a result of it. Because yeah, so let's reiterate this one more time: if you take everything that was branded as Civil War in that period of time, mm-hmm. you're talking about 122 comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is. Let me tell you, we've had the whole Christmas break to read this thing, yeah. and it is a monster. Because mm-hmm. not only is it 122 issues, it's 122 dense, Den- oh, dense really dense issues. Yeah, I mean, like this, because it's this philosophical. Was, yeah, Bendis wrote some yeah. of these. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is. Yeah, it is, I know. Yeah. It this is was my third time through it all, and it's you still find more things. And what's really interesting, mm. I think it was very interesting. It's my first you, time actually. That you point, point that. Yeah. yeah, and I think mm. it's fantastic. Yeah. You finally came to it. <laughs> this is my second time through. Um, I think it is amazing that uh, J. Michael Straczynski wrote as much of this as he did um, yeah, because yeah, he also yeah. he wrote all the Fantastic Four all, all of the Spider-Man, Spider-Man yeah. at that time and then post this he brought Thor back yes um, and he was doing the Thor he issue was, oh, he's, no he wasn't writing Thor at the time was he uh, not yet no he no, came into was, Thor there was two or three things he came he into writing. Thor at the rebirth of Thor which was just after all yes. of this mm. um 
and that has its own thing. But we'll cover that when we cover seeds. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and we should say up front, that's our plan, is that we're all going to go and read some of the in-between stuff in between, mm. uh, between now and then. And towards the end of the year, we're going to cap this off by talking about Siege. And for those of you who are not Marvel fans or have not read this, Civil War is one of those amazing mini- one of those amazing events that doesn't actually conclude. It mm. concludes to the point where, yes, it ends the story, but the repercussions of it continue on. Mm. And they continued on for two years in the Marvel Universe until we got to Siege. And mm. Siege was another big event which put a cap on it. Yeah. And so mm. for two years we had the repercussions of this event. Yeah. Um, and Siege is this amazing conclusion mm. to the I whole think, I think that's kind of exactly right. Like, like uh, Civil War does conclude kind of thematically but its plot doesn't the really. The war ends. Well it, well, it ends kind of in a way that a lot of people might find disappointing if they were looking for action or they were looking for something like that because the end of Civil War is... A, like We're spoiling and all, aren't we? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, this yeah. is 10 years old. I think we can spoil yeah. 10 Like The now. ending is pretty much like, you know what? Both sides were wrong. Both sides were right. There's no real way to do this. I think it's like, really, yeah, I think it's really someone actually has the it, line. It's, it's like, like it's, one of those it's about perspective. Feels like a loss. Yeah, 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 it's exactly. about perspective. It's yeah. like, you know. I think it's interesting that the conclusion of the war is all the mayhem is happening in the last issue of Civil War, and Captain America just stops. Mm. Yeah, and he yeah. just basically He's just drops like, his I'm shield done. and, say, and just says, yeah. "What are we doing?" Look yeah. at the casualties. Look yeah. at the destruction. Well, guys, compare this to the real world. I mean, we're, we're, we are now, uh, what, 14 years into a war on terror that, exactly. that sees no end. Yeah. And this is very much a commentary and it's on that. So, it's so timely still today, especially yeah. all the stuff that's happening in America at the moment. Mm. You know, yeah. Um, very much and around so. the world too, but particularly like people, like the public standing up for their rights and being, you know, well, we shouldn't get too political well, no, but here. The recognition but, but, you know, like the, like the police force becoming a little bit, yeah, in, in the overreach of powers. Well, think about the that NSA la- spy scandal in the US yeah. or the WikiLeaks stuff, all that sort of think stuff. It, think about know? that one shot. I think it's actually in, it's post-Civil War. So Civil War is finished and I think it's in uh, one of the issues that comes just after that and there's a, sh- a scene in the street where they're rebuilding mm-hmm. and you actually see some of the heroes helping them lift stuff and blah, blah, yep. blah. And the streets are lined with cape killers. Yeah. And you see them going, yeah, yeah so the war is over but we're still heavily armed mm. troops on every street. Well, it's funny because you know? like the, the whole sentence thing in this was kind of almost a precursor to the drone saga of the last yeah. couple of years in the real world. Uh, getting back to... What we should read. What we should read is, okay, look, there are so many series. If you go to the official Marvel website and you go to... Particularly if you... If you get, what do you get these all digitally in singles? Because it's something like two dozen trades if you actually uh, go and buy all the different trades. Uh if you get, go to digital singles, go to something like Marvel Unlimited, which is actually quite reasonable to subscribe mm. to for a year and you, you get access to pretty much everything mm. that they've digitized. Um, there's a sort of a slight delay on the newer stuff, but that's all right. It's a few it, months back. It, it's really good. It's to gotten get, a lot better. If you want to go through and do the archives and do the runs, it came out in different formats. Uh, one of our uh, readers, I think it was Chris Galvin, was saying he got this uh, in the Panini uh, reprints that came out a couple of years ago. I'm sorry if it's not Chris. I, I, I misremembered my, my Twitter feed. Sorry, um, I said so many wrong names today. It, <laughs> it was Stephen Lang in a message. Uh, yeah, but they, they recommend 97 different issues. Like that's their suggested reading order and that's just the core uh, road to and, mm. uh, and everything up into the first issue of Initiative. Uh, it's not including all the aftermath stuff and all that sort of stuff as well. 
um, and all those Captain America issues that follow. Our friend Mr. But, Longo over here actually managed to cut it down to 64. Yeah, he went through and, and crossed off the issues. That, yeah. I, I would recommend just, just taking out the X-Men stuff except for Wolverine entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Wolverine in arc, There's a Wolverine arc in there where he's hunting down Nitro, Nitro. and that's excellent. That, and and that once really that arc is in. finished, though, you can you don't need to worry reading. about you can it. Stop reading those. Uh, so the, the core stuff. I won't say we, we, we don't, I won't go through everything that you shouldn't read, but what you should probably read is obviously the seven issue miniseries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'd all agree unquestioningly. Frontline, mm, which absolutely. is uh, an eleven. I've, and I, I've said that before. That's maybe in yeah. my top five comics. I and just to explain ever, what Frontline is, Frontline is actually about the Frontline journal- is a master about the journalists that yes. are actually following the war, the embededs. Yeah. Um, but so it's Ben Urich and it's Sally and so forth. But it's also lots of short stories. So yes, it's like an each is, short yeah. story continues. Well, it follows way- Speedball, who was the only yeah. surviving New Avenger. So yeah. It follows his his journey from imprisonment, from coma to imprisonment, to being the most hated man in America, America yeah. and his trial. Yeah. And it also follows. Uh, there's a third story in there as well. Uh, there's uh, the Atlantean story. It's the Atlantean yeah. story, yeah. Um, and there's, there's but ben it's the Uric. core. It's the core Ben and Sally. The, the ben core and Ben and Sally. The, the two Ben and real the Ben. Working out what yeah. the real reason behind the Civil War is, yeah. and that it may yeah. not be. And when they confront Stark yeah. at the end, with yeah, the story, and they say we are not publishing this, but we yeah. want you to know we know. We know and Stark's yeah. reaction is just. Get out. Well, I, yeah. I, well I, I, I love I love the way that it mirrors Civil War because like the Civil War standalone is like at its core Tony and and Steve, yeah. and then you know at Frontline the opposing views are like not only two papers but two head reporters from these yeah, two yeah. papers, mm. and as as you reveal more about like the true motivations of Steve. They come and to the same They conclusion. come to like similar conclusions and it, it, it's really just yeah. masterfully plotted. Because there's actually that moment the dialogue where kind of running towards each other. it's confronting. Like it brings Civil War to like this like Daredevil kind of Hell's yeah. Kitchen like straight kind of like realness and grittiness and violence. and mm. it. But I don't know, like Civil War is the best because it's just got like... Like that's characters thing, just sit down and go, what you, what's your what's your philosophy? And that's the whole issue. It's just like people talking about like real intense intellectual well, we, like yeah. philosophies. Before we talk about the other ones that we can that we should read, the one thing I will say about reading the lot in its entirety and reading it digitally is that you do get a sense of how connected mm. everything is in this Marvel universe. As you say, just there's little scenes in other books. There's, there's scenes in Ms. Marvel issues, and I think I I jotted down a few things. There's like there's two issues of She Hulk. Where it's just uh, uh, her perspective on um, on on why she thinks the registration is great mm. as a lawyer, yeah. you know, and and just and just little things like that. you go, oh yeah, that's true. And the Miss Marvel, the Miss Marvel episode, the Miss Marvel issue is gut wrenching because the, it's actually all about her taking uh, Spider Woman's child yeah. away from her. I mean, that is just rough. And there's also know? the you're speaking of rough. There's also the new Avengers issues. Uh, I think round twenty two, uh, where Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Uh, there's a lot of interaction between those mm. two, and about, and that's there's all racism and segregation and parallels to that all come into it, and so, so if you read all those extra issues, you get all those little subtleties that go through. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to break it down to its core essentials, mm. so we, we're going to say uh, civil war, civil war frontline. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man stuff, absolutely. Yeah. You have to have the Amazing yeah. Spider-Man, and you have to have Fantastic Four. Have, yeah, and I'd, I'd also four. say the New Avengers Illuminati issue. Oh, you have to read well, that. Well, there's a, yeah. no, but before yeah. we say that, there's actually a bunch of one shots that come sp- yes. scattered throughout. Every one of those is essential. And isn't there a um, uh, the the wedding in Wakanda yes. with the ceasefire? The That's actual, a great issue. The actual Black yeah. Panther little arc throughout this is yeah. pretty good as well. Yeah, the Black Panther arc is really good because it also shows how foreign nationals mm. are perceiving our country or perceiving America, perceiving our world, yeah. basically. And 
I love the fact that he goes to America and starts to actually intervene. He starts mm. setting up little cells and stuff like that. And there's this whole this thing about how do we act upon him because he's not actually an American citizen and he's got diplomatic immunity, but he is a costumed hero. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot. And how do you deal mm. with that? Mm. You know. But there's two one shots which really stand out. There's one that's just called uh, Civil War, Iron Man, and Captain America. Amazing. Mm. Where they meet yeah. in the old Avengers oh, mansion. Yeah, that's great. And, and they and end up having a fist fight. Fist fight. Yeah. And, and they actually juxtapose the first time they met where they had a fight with their current fight and it's really 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 and good. the funny thing is during that there is a flashback to caps to um steve rogers teaching tony stark how to fight, how to fight. yeah and that comes yeah. from volume four of iron man which is yes. actually yeah. leading up to that's which, the extremist. which we, we did here on the show yeah that's the extremist yeah. volume yeah. and so you sit there and you look at it going ah things are starting to tie back <laughs> and the other one which is just and i i, I know i know you're going to agree with this one is a book just called the confession yeah mm. Which mm. is uh, oh, Tony Stark basically giving a monologue for the whole issue. You don't know who he's talking to, yeah. talking about why he felt he was doing this and is it all worth it? Uh, and sort of going, and his conclusion the two, is the two, maybe not. The two great monologues, <laughs> you know? the two great just continual flow of dialogue in this book come from that issue. Yeah, and Sally in Frontline mm-hmm. when they confront. Steve Rogers, because yeah, yeah. they go to interview Steve Rogers after he's he's surrendered. Yeah, and they go in there and they're going to interview him. She sits down and just attacks him. Yeah. with this oh. b- absolute diatribe. Yeah, of, I've, I've actually written a quote from that. Oh, that please moment, read it, please. Is, yeah. um, you hold America up as a shining beacon, but you know nothing about America. Yeah. And it's because it's this whole idea of like yes. the Cap only has American values from World War Two and is not accustomed to. It's like yeah. have, what you, have you ever? Really. You know, it's like have you ever been to these? Have you ever done this? Have you ever stood in line for this? Have you ever done these things? Have you ever? Yeah. You know, what what what? You know, have you ever watched this TV show? And he's like, uh, "Don't be silly, I'm off saving the world." And she's uh, like, "Then you don't know what America yeah. is." And then the punch <laughs> the punchline as they walk away is. Steve, ben Urich, Steve, Ben Urich basically saying, I thought this was supposed to be an interview. She goes, I've changed it to an opinion piece. I think Cap says something like, um, the Civil War is no longer civil. Yeah. Mm. I think it was, yeah. Now, there's a couple of major moments we haven't touched on in this, but I'm going to throw to you, David, because we're going to talk about um, top 10 moments in this. I have in my hand the Civil War Companion. This was published by Marvel. Uh, and this was actually uh, a book to basically help explain everything that's going on in Civil War. But the most important thing that they have in here, I thought we'd read off, was the top ten moments of Civil War. Uh, do you want to alternate with these, David? Uh, sure, you've got them there, do I've you? I've got them in front okay, of me. Okay, so number ten uh, was Cap Escapes from S.H.I.E.L.D. from Civil War Issue 1. Oh, this was staggering. This yeah. is where he actually leaps out the window of a helicarrier. So it almost mirrored in Captain America Winter Soldier film when he leaps out the side of a building. Yeah, you know? exactly. And this one he lands on the jet and flies back in. It's, just, it's a great moment. Uh, so. Number nine is one of my favourite, which is at the end of Civil War number five when Punisher rescues Spider-Man. And what a great panel that is with yeah. him holding the beaten Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. in his hand. And that's, and that's someone also, call a medic. It's also, it's, you know, enter the Punisher, into the fray as yeah. well. And is- that actually, we should just talk about that very quickly. I mean, the Punisher is the complete opposite to Captain America in almost every way. Yet they but there's at one point where Captain America is beating the snot out of him and he goes, fight back. He goes, not you. No, not you, yeah. He won't fight Captain yeah, America. Okay. It's like, that's just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, meet, uh, number eight is meet the Yancey Street gang from the Fantastic <laughs> Four, uh, 538 and 539. I love that. What happens on Yancey Street stays, stays on, on Yancey, Yancey Street. Street. These are Ben Grimm's people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so number seven is the coming of Thor in Civil War number three. Oh yeah, or 
is it? Oh, exactly. <laughs> now, for those who were reading Marvel comics, you're going, but Thor's dead. Thor's gone. Ragnarok has happened. There are no more Norse gods. And yet, there he stood. Mm. And wow, <laughs> what a panel that was as well. Once again, Niven's art is just... Oh, Steve McNiven just amazing. through the roof. Yeah. Number six, David. Uh, number six is Speedball's transformation into Penance, Civil War Frontline, <laughs> yeah. 1 to 11. Now, the reason for that is, of course, because every issue is building to that moment. But the moment really is in 11 when the costume maker turns up and mm. says, I built it to your specifications. Yeah. What do you want? Speedball has realized at this point that his powers only work now when he feels pain. And he also feels the guilt of all of those deaths, as we said before. So he makes a costume that literally spikes him from the now, inside. There's a typo here. It says Civil War Frontline number one. I think it's actually number 11. No, it's, um, no, it says here one two eleven. A one two eleven, yeah, right? One, so yeah, the whole thing is just one yeah, of the best one, events. Yeah. It's, it's that it's that uh, build up of him going yeah. from speedball yeah. to penance. Penance, yeah. Uh, but eleven is the issue where we have the moment. Now, number four, I did enjoy the Thunderbolts run throughout this as well, but you do kind of need it if you're going to read all the initiative stuff that follows Correct. this. But number five is meet the new new Thunderbolts <laughs> in Civil War number four. Uh, this this is, is the panel I was showing you just yeah, before. And, it, and it's, it's, it's the smile on Bullseye's face. Bullseye, Bullseye's in it. You've got Moon Knight there. You've got... Um, no, it's not Moon Knight. Not Moon Knight, it's, uh, sorry. It's, uh, uh, what's his name? Taskmaster. Taskmaster, that's yeah. right. You've got similar costumes. You've got, you got a, a version of Venom. Yep. You've got Electra in there. These these are the Thunderbolts that kind of go on to define the Thunderbolts yeah. for the next few years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, uh, is, this is really heading towards Norman, Norman Osborn's Thunderbolts yeah. later down the track. Uh, number four is probably the moment uh, in Civil War. This was the mm. turning point in the entire yeah. thing, which was the death of Goliath. At number uh, number four. Oh. This was Civil War number four, and this was the reason why it was so powerful. Was not just the fact that Goliath because they were best friends. Wasn't well, it? not just that. It's the fact that Thor killed him. Yeah, mm. that's what and I mean. it, yeah, yeah. It was the fact that well. Well, Thor, mm. quote unquote, air quotes. Uh, <laughs> Thor put the lightning bolt through his chest and kills him. And uh, that was like, what the hell just mm. happened? And for a lot of people, it was the point where they switched sides yeah. or, or just decided it to give up. It was the turning point for Peter Parker. It was the turning point mm. for Peter Parker. Yeah. And um, there's that great bit with Hank coming in afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's also the turning point when they find out that it was Stark's doing. Well, number three is actually the cover art um, on the website for this episode, yes. which is Cap versus Iron Man in Civil It says here Civil War 3 to 4 and 7, but the moment they're showing is this Iron Man punching out um, <laughs> Captain America and just kind of like his, his mask ripping off yeah. and his face sort of bloodied off in one angle. The, the amount of punch-ups, the, the amount of times they mirror that, because I think there's another time where Iron Man punches uh, Spidey as well, yeah, yeah. like that. Did you find it fascinating as well, though, the uh, altercation between Spider-Man and Iron Man when he changes sides, and uh, Stark had managed to emulate Spider-Sense mm. yeah, in the, in the yeah, armor? Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, because yeah. he was taking all the readings off of Spider-Man's new suit. It's like, oh, you yeah. sneaky bastard. Yeah, <laughs> they like set that. that up so well, and I think it's Civil War One where they're like, um, some, I can't remember who, but someone's looking out the window and they're like, should we invite Spider-Man in and talk to him? And they're like, no, his suit's different. Yeah. <laughs> that's Stark technology. We don't, we don't we trust, can't him. trust him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Civil War main issue or top 10 moment number two was mm. the Spider-Man Unmasked, oh, which yeah. is Civil War number two and then repeated ad nauseum throughout most of the <laughs> series. <laughs> I've, actually, I've, actually written in my, I've actually written in my notes, this way you don't read everything, because there are at least 10 different issues reminding us that Spider-Man has an identity to protect yes. and Stark is everywhere. And that's before he even unmasks. Mm. Like you, in, in the read up, lead up to it, there's a lot of... Yeah, my identity's important to me. Hey, look, it's Tony Stark yeah. again. <laughs> it's vital. It's like so important. It is vital. Uh, yeah. I, will, I will say though that... Uh, well, cause Peter no, it is a magnificent no, moment. Because no, Peter represents the ideals of the opposing force when he 
is pretending to believe in something else. Well, correct. And he, Peter Parker he, has he, so, he, fierce, May, so Mary fiercely Jane, protected yeah. that yeah. secret yeah. identity. This is exactly why uh, Marvel wanted to loan him out from Sony for correct. the film mm. because he's such a fundamental part of this story. And I wonder how they're going to do that. And I wonder if they'll just use Daredevil. Uh, or, it some people be, have, or it won't be about secret identities. No. It may just be about registration. It might be about registration. And number one, can you take us home? Number one is the moment we haven't spoken about yet, which is Captain America number 25, the death <laughs> of Captain America. Yep. Yes. So next week on the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, the death of Captain America is massive, massive, massive. Uh, just a warning, we're going to go a little bit over time on the show. It's our uh, first one back. It's our first one back. We haven't been here for a few weeks. We'll do some edits, uh, so you know, we've, we've got our mimosas. We had a brunch. Uh, but it's, it's really, it's, it's the, the great thing about everything that leads up to that moment is that that Cap did have that major revelation mm. at the end of it. He's he's literally handed himself over to the government. People have turned against Captain America and he is uh, shot down with an assassin's bullet uh, followed by a very um, Jack, up, Jack Ruby sort of moment, which they mm. also mirrored earlier in the episode with, when somebody shot speedball, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is... Who actually happened to be dressed exactly like Jack Ruby. But then <laughs> well, they, they literally framed it the yeah. same way as the famous Oswald Ruby mm. uh, photo. Uh, and then, then uh, Captain America shot about three or four times in the mm. gut and mm. dies, which leads to a whole kind of saga in and of itself, an initiative and the Fallen Sun saga that follows this. It's such a, it's such a vital moment because it is, it is that, that realisation of what you said before. No matter who wins this conflict, America loses. Yeah. And America literally falls yeah. at, the, at the end of this. I think there's a bit, uh, isn't there, in Frontline when um, Sally and Ben confront Cap and he's like, I just needed more time to think about it. But we yeah. raced right into this decision. Well, there's also, yeah, like, there's also that yeah. line from Tony like, Stark that's when they, such when a they great, meet yeah. at the mansion mm. in that one shot and he says, we should have talked a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, and it all comes down to everything about this was everybody reacted so fast mm. that nobody had time to think which, about which it. Which was one of my frustrating, most frustrating things about this series and, and I don't have too many bad words to say about it but I think probably the most frustrating thing about it is, is you're kind of sitting there the whole first half of this going, but, but if you just... Why didn't you just? You, you could have avoided this. You yeah. didn't. Why are you acting this and way? They, but, they, but they address yeah. that, and that's what's so satisfying. And yeah. is they mm. come back to that and they address that. And they say, yeah. and but if you think about it, it is a lot like current affair, current mm. events. Somebody takes down the two towers. America reacts. Yeah, and this plunged us into a fourteen-year war, as you pointed out. You know what I mean? So you sit there and go. Sometimes you got to stop. Mm. You got to mm. think about it. You got to figure out what's going on, and don't just make mm. arrests. Don't just look for an enemy. Yeah, you know mm. it's. It, the enemy will present itself if you think about it. Yeah, and, and from there, it's anything but two-dimensional. Hey, it's like, well, you know, like even like Stark does all these like heinous, horrible things, but like they kind of make sense. Yes, you know, and, mm. and then Cap is going about things the wrong way, but he makes sense, and they all have valid like, arguments. Yeah, in, in you know, their like, own right. That's so like in a different time, a different set of writers. I don't know. Mm. Could I think the really one thing rubbish. they didn't address in this top ten yeah. list, by the way, is also the relationship between Reed and Sue. Yeah. Fantastic Four. That is that is that massive. argument. Where she leaves mm. and blows all through the mm. top of the Baxter building. Because if we didn't is, mention it before, Fantastic Four is an essential reason. Like this, well. this has the power to break families apart. Yeah, you know, like yeah. break governments apart. It's like this is like real meat here. Mm. Like, like a what other point. event deals with this kind of? And like, this, is, this is the thing I want to I want to quickly say about this, which is this is event blockbuster mainstream comics mm. at their most mainstream. Mm -hmm. yeah. On one hand, this is you don't get more mainstream than Civil War, but on the other hand, it's some of the most nuanced, well-written writing 
in a satellite. But it's also it as well. this is also an event that is not for a new reader because no. you're going to walk into this and go, "What the hell am no, I walking there's, into?" There's you too know much what I mean? baggage. So yeah. that's yeah. the thing. This is, this is a hardcore fan based. You've been reading Marvel yeah. comics. You're building up to. So this, we probably you know? couldn't call this Mar- uh, comics 101. As oh, I can call it 101. I can say it's no, not no, no, no. It's not. An, it's not yeah. a. It's can not I? An can intro. I? Can I call Frontline 101 though? Frontline, Actually, no. Is, yeah. Let's, David. Oh. I think we should call this comics 101 because, uh, in a lot of ways, this is a comics 101 is is really a mark of excellence. Mm. And I don't think I've read anything in the four years that we've been doing this show. That has has just. I, I want to keep reading it. Yeah. I want to keep reading well, the events and, after this. And I think this, what yeah. we'll do is just as soon as we do this. This is comics one hundred and one. We'll skip the casualties list. We had a casualties list. Yeah. But we'll skip the casualties list because what I do want to just talk about very quickly before we move on, because as you say, we are over time. Let's just talk a little bit very quickly about what happened after this. Mm-hmm. Okay, because as we say, this was a major event. Mm-hmm. This reshaped the Marvel six one six universe. Following this, we had Tony Stark taking over as the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Yeah. That didn't last the entire mm-hmm. time. After about 12 months of his issues, which were actually renamed, if you look at them, they're actually called Iron Man, Director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that actually, he got I think it's like the 52 States Initiative, isn't it? And then and the initiative, yeah, the, the initiative yeah. happened. It's the 50 States Initiative. There's only 50, 50 States. 50 States. States. Sorry. 50 I was states. thinking the new 52. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we, then, we, then had, we then had Norman Osborn somehow managed to convince the world that he was sane and take over as the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, ousting Tony Stark. And Tony Stark went off and had his own problems after mm. that, including rebooting his brain. Mm. So let's just wear that one for a minute. Okay. I guess I guess you also kind of jump straight into Winter Soldier. No, Winter Soldier was before this. Winter Soldier. This actually follows Winter Soldier right on the heels yeah. of Winter Soldier. We should, yeah, 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 it was actually. Yeah. Uh, right Soldier because he, he still mentioned some of the stuff. And there's about this his... distrust of him. Remember yeah. when Falcon grabs him and says, "Tell yeah, me you didn't right. do it." You're right. You yeah. know, and he goes, "Of course I didn't yeah. do it." You know, there is uh, a lot of stuff happening simultaneously around the beginning of this uh, annihilation. Yes. Uh, is happening in space while this is happening, uh, yeah. and they yep. never they never yeah. touch each other. Uh, speaking, speaking. <laughs> well, they do they do touch they, they do touch each yeah. other, but only that's from right. their side. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, they yeah. appear in front of Reed Richards. Well, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know, like, Earth is having an argument sure. about. I think they yeah. say yeah. this is about idea. Yeah, this yeah. is about idea. We're saving the universe from <laughs> ultimate destruction. Yeah. You remember also in Annihilation or not in in Guardians of the Galaxy they raid the negative zone and they end up with Jack Flag. Jack Flag, who appears in this, looking like Grifter. You've also got sort of towards the end of this and before this. This is why that Illuminati uh, special is so important because it sets up this. It sets up Planet Hulk and World War Hulk. Mm-hmm. It sets up uh, so many different. Well, the beginning of, of this, it. beginning of Civil War, the is Namor what sets Wakanda up, thing is what sets you know? up Planet Hulk because they launch him into space. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's to get rid of him. You know, yeah, Reed sends him off. Reed right, sends right. so yeah, the, the sins are just mounting up. So immediately following Civil War, what you need to do is if you want to keep reading, like the immediate aftermath, you got to do Fall. The next big event is Secret Invasion, hmm. but this ultimately leads up to, as you said, Siege, which we'll cover at the end of the year. But we will be doing the Secret Invasion mini series. In a couple of weeks' time, correct. I think. We're not going to do um, the whole event. We're no, just going no, no, to no, no. do the book. The other book I would like to do before we do Siege, because if we are going to build up for the year and finish a capper with Siege, mm. is we need to do Straczynski's Thor. Oh. Some of the stuff that you might want to have a look at if you've got time between now and Secret Invasion, definitely the death of Captain America issue twenty-five, correct. and some of the Captain America issues after that, but particularly Fallen Sun, which is mm-hmm. the five-issue series of like de- anger, denial, what have you, and it sort of focuses 
focuses on Wolverine and Iron Man and, and different different characters. And a revelation about Agent Thirteen that you made. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then that's 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 very. I think that's I think that's probably the, the most important post yeah. uh, Civil War thing. Almost so important that it's part of Civil War mm-hmm. in a way. Um, oh, we forgot to mention as well. One of the other side plots going through all of this is the Kingpin in Kingpin. jail. Oh, oh yeah. I love this. And yeah, the yeah, Red yeah. Skull mm. is also yeah. out there mm. conspiring because they're all going while the heroes are fighting. <laughs> Which is <laughs> actually that's a really important component we haven't spoken about. Chickens the fact come that, home to <laughs> that the Red, the pro Reg people are actually in recruiting uh, supervillains yeah. to their side because the goal is to become to win, not to to yeah. actually restore justice to the yeah. world. And I think that's a really important component as well about and that mirrors the real world about who do you lay down with in bad times which uh, that's actually mentioned in the book they actually say you lay down with dogs you're going to get fleas yeah. and you know that ultimately leads to things like Norman Osborn as the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. you know um, you want to read things like uh, the Avengers Initiative starts after that which is actually a series that runs after Correct. that but I think you also um, really want to read New Avengers because New yeah. Avengers is mm-hmm. The anti-registration and the mighty people, Avengers and that's, as well. That's the continuation uh, of their story. You probably want to read, keep reading from where we left off in Extremis with Iron Man. Read the rest of that volume up until about the thirties. Two, uh, two more volumes. Yeah, because yeah. that that's sort of the whole Iron Man as the director of Shield. In fact, it's really basically. interesting when you read Iron Man through. Iron Man is a really good litmus test to all of this because he is in every event, and mm. so every, if you just read his series from beginning to end, you cross every major event, and mm. it's like you read it going, "Oh yeah, here yeah. we go." Now we're going into and this. And if you're interested in the Norman Osborn stuff, you probably want to read Thunderbolts from about 110 yes. onwards. Not least because of the Norman Osborn leading thing, but not least of which Warren Ellis and Mike Diodato um, are the creative team on that. If that if that hasn't convinced you, then you you you, you shouldn't be reading mm. comics yet. Uh, that is <laughs> yeah. that is that is a killer team. It's a killer storyline. A lot of stuff. You don't have to read it, but the recommended reading following this pre Secret Invasion, pre Siege. Um, the other that, thing, as I said, the other thing I've alluded to a couple of times, you also want to read Straczynski's run of, of Thor, Thor, which I think is it actually went yes, on. Do ac- we do we talk about Ragnarok? I guess like does well, two, kind two of events kind or? of precede Civil War, which is Ragnarok, which killed and, off the Norse god, yes. god, and House of M, which killed off half the mutants, mutants. as well. Mm-hmm. And we should also mention that there are mutant, there are X Men <laughs> issues. In so basically, this. we're saying read everything. Well, <laughs> what's interesting about this? We're is saying that, read them, but that's context. Yeah, well, yeah, context yeah. No, I'm only joking. The thing about the X Men, we don't joke here, Dave. By the time. By no, the time yeah, we hit, <laughs> by the time we hit Road to Civil War, um, the X Men stuff becomes uh, pointless, and so there's all these issues of X Men that are actually listed as Civil War tie-ins. It really but, does. But when mm. you, when, when you, when, <laughs> yeah. but when you actually read them, they're like cups of tea with Emma Frost in her kitchen, where she's going, "We're going to remain neutral." Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> it's kind of like you know, there's, there's like there's probably another like, t- another ten, fifteen titles if you include the X Men stuff. Mm. You can pretty sum, sum it up as like Switzerland bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and which, that's it. Which is how I felt about the Ghost Rider tie-ins. Oh. You go, you go, Ghost Rider. <laughs> it has any yeah. any bearing? Yeah, like, no, there's like <laughs> I've got up to it. It's like five yeah. five in a row or six yeah. in a row, whatever. And it's not a bad little story, but, no, but it's, it's got just nothing to do. With like, it. They mentioned Civil War briefly. Yeah, as long as if the word Civil War appears in the issue, it was a tie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't even have to appear together, those no. two words. <laughs> so... Oh, should we speculate on Captain America Civil War? Yeah, why not? Yeah. We're into overtime. Captain America Civil War, which is uh, the third Captain America film coming out in 2016. Am I wrong? Something like that. Something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, next year. It's coming out All next right, year. So what? Are, what are? I'm going to throw out my opinion. I'm going to throw mm-hmm. out my not my opinion. My um, 
speculation. Speculation, and you throw out yours, you throw out yours, and we'll see hey. at the time when it comes out, we'll see who's right. Okay. Right. Record, mark, mark this moment. Mark <laughs> this moment. I think it is actually going to be Civil War in name only. I don't think it's, yeah. it's not going to be this event at all. Not, ex- not exactly. It's this, going to come yeah. down to an ideological difference between Captain America and Stark. It's going to have something yes. to do with the fact that S.H.I.E.L.D. has collapsed. Yes. And it may have something to do with a registration of powers. But that's about it. I tend to agree with you. I think... Um, there was a clip that was screened at one of those fan events or, or, oh, or distributor yeah. thing where it's, 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 it's Tony and Steve talking, chopping wood. And uh, it's from Age of Ultron. Mm. And the, 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 obviously Scarlet Witch has shown them something. And Tony says to him, says to Captain America, I don't trust someone who doesn't have a dark side. Mm. We've all got a dark side. And so I think they're setting up that ideological conflict between the two of them. You're probably right. It could end up with, with Tony as the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, already at this stage. Or, I think that's how or, it will start. Or positioning him in yeah. a position of power where he's negotiating. Because he's been before Congress a few times now in, yeah. the, in the Iron Man films and he's mm. pretty much blown up all of his suits. So he's obviously – they've set up the fact that he wants to protect – the things most close to him in Iron Man 3, you know. So mm-hmm. I think there will be that desperation in him about he wants to protect Pepper, he wants to protect everyone, and this is how he sees it happening, mm-hmm. you know. He doesn't want, you know, and that, that will lead him down the wrong path, you know, and maybe the Ultron stuff will will kind of convince we'll trigger him, it, yeah. trigger him yeah. to like, we can't keep doing this. <clears throat> um, it won't necessarily be Civil War, but, but I reckon you, they, could, they could maintain a lot of it. I think if you're you looking know? for this Civil War, you're not going to get no. it. no. My, my 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 guess is that at the end of Age of Ultron, I think they'll have to like there'll be some sort of like event that they need to place importance on Shield, yeah, and she, and maybe the Tony Stark will become head of Shield, but Captain America and he's already in hiding. Captain America with Nick Fury mm. will have such distaste for Shield that that'll. But first, Come out of hiding, Cap. Wouldn't it be awesome if Cap was the bad guy in his own movie? Yeah. 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 Be interesting, though, that because they'll have to rebuild S.H.I.E.L.D. in some sense between now and then. Because That's S.H.I.E.L.D. Like is basically... Series. Yeah, but we're not that oh, far I off... I forgot about them. Series. We're not that far off uh, Age of Ultron. We're only because Age of Ultron, I'm thinking there's going to be like a worldwide devastation, pretty much, right? I and they're going to go, so. superheroes, come on. Yeah, like they destroyed New Shield. York. Now they've destroyed the rest of the world. Yeah, what and Washington. About this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow I don't think they Shield- crashed three helicarriers. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> somehow I don't think Shield- <laughs> somehow I don't think Shield is going to play a major part in Age of Ultron. I think the Avengers well, just, are on it, their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I don't. I don't mean in the movie. I just sort of mean like the ramifications of the event. Like at the end, like maybe Stark will have to take. I don't know. No, we'll I, th- I, think the, I think the pieces are there and I think how they come together will be the interesting thing for fans because you look at mm. all the movies so far, including Guardians, including Winter Soldier, including um, uh, Thor, The Dark World. Be, um, they've taken beats from the comic books yeah. and and Guardians was pretty close. Like Guardians was close in spirit because mm. it took a lot of scenes. Yeah. Captain America, The Winter Soldier was the closest straight adaptation. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I think what they're going to do is do something like Guardians and have a spiritual. Just, yeah. just remember, just remember that they managed to distill the entire demon in a bottle arc mm. into basically Two he's, in, he's being the, poisoned by his yeah. chest yeah. plate. You know, so they are liberally just and him peeing uh, in his ad- yeah. <laughs> adapting. Yeah. There's a deleted scene where the the original opening of Iron Man Two is he's vomiting into a toilet. Oh, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But um, like, I don't know. Like, you, we, they can't do secret identities, obviously. No, no one has a secret identity so in the Marvel. I think, I think except possibly Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. except possibly I guess Daredevil. like the logical like the, the logical change would be just to have it be that they have to be either you be a government agent or you're a criminal. 
Yeah. 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 Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. That's the setting, a registration act. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. setting that up in Agents of Shield where it's kind of like we we want to know what you're doing, you know, yeah. you guys are going to Oh, that's guys. Killed. Guys. Age of Ultron is going to introduce the the mutants, I guess, the miracles. Yeah. So that, that they they will be a superhero element of like your oh, ridiculous and, and, powers. Oh, 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 and forget That's true, Agents yeah. of Shield just introduce the Inhumans. So there you go. So, so the Inhumans could be the trigger. Yeah, yeah. we have yeah. powers. Just people so, popping up all over. Yeah, the and place. if we have if we have powers and, um, popping up all over the place, they're going to wrap the. And Sony up. and Fox have crapped the bed. So <laughs> <laughs> we actually, you know, Captain America, Captain America: Civil War could could literally open up with something like Stanford happening, yeah. and then then it then it goes from there. Yeah, we have one yeah. of these that, new, that wouldn't one of these much. new powers that yeah. come out of the Inhumans mm. blowing up something like Stanford. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Dave, Dave and I were speculating before the show, just of like it could just be like a bunch of kids who really love the Avengers and like we can do that. Yeah, and then they cause like a huge. Can I just tell accident, you that this you know? has been one of the nerdiest conversations yeah. I've had in the last three weeks? And God, I love oh, it. I miss this voice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, uh, we, we've said how much we love this thing, and look, you know, honestly, I don't, it, it's taken me so Sorry, I was long. Thinking of like, <laughs> there's Agent Fertility, Captain Winter. <laughs> She's a Winter Soldier, so maybe she can win. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We have, I mean, look, thank you because it finally kicked me in the ass to, to read I'm this. I'm so glad you finally read oh, this. Oh, man. And I want to keep, because I looked at I looked at all the major events and I realized I've read everything up until the end of Civil War. I've read everything from um, Avengers versus X-Men onwards. So there's like this three or four year gap that I haven't read yet. Which starts and ends with Civil War and Siege. Siege, basically, yeah. <laughs> so I've got to get up and fear itself. And and what's, oh, you don't need to fear what's the time. max <laughs> amount of issues you can fit into an omnibus? I don't know what I, they've released some pretty big ones. Yeah, but some of the omnibuses uh, are volume one and volume two. two. You could do Civil War yeah. as a couple of omnibuses. Yeah, so I, I don't think they've done that yet. But I reckon they have because they did Annihilation as an omnibus, and they're doing Annihilation Conquest as an omnibus mm, later yeah. this year. I reckon it'd be nice uh, parallel to just have all that stuff yeah. out. I reckon if you also if you trimmed it back, if you trimmed it back yeah. to like you the know 60 what? or seventy, the, I reckon they released it twenty sixteen to coincide Probably, with the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you know they they did put Annihilation out to coincide with Guardians. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guys. Oh, I'm so looking forward to Siege later this year. Oh, look, I'm loving it. Can't wait to catch up, read some more stuff. Next week, we're doing something a little bit shorter. We're going we're gonna to maybe split our show in two. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, episode one, whatever it is, 147 we'll part be, one. And, Dawn, and then it will be of justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, had you heard that rumor? That yeah. They're, they're going to split the Batman film in two now? Oh, it's, yeah! Right? But now it's just going to be Batman and Superman. <laughs> like it's, yeah, they're going to make a Batman yeah, movie yeah. and a Superman, Superman movie. They're going to fight in between the movies. there's going to be so much oh, material no, they're going to release a Wonder Woman. One movie, movie yeah. will be called Bat, the other movie will be called Man. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be the biggest troll in history. That the first movie will end with them about to fight, and then the next movie will start with just they've already fought, and we don't even, we don't even get to see it. Well, that was rough. Uh, it does Batman's origin next week. We're going to do something much, much shorter. We're going to do uh, Teen Titans Earth One by Jeff Lemire. I'm looking forward to this, uh, which is one of the original graphic novels DC put out late last year. This is part of the Earth One series, which is kind of Elseworlds. I'm what they used to call Elseworlds. Yeah, and if you haven't read them, it's uh, there's there's uh, Superman, Superman Earth, Earth One, Volume One and Volume Two. That's J. Michael Shrinsky as well. And then there's Jeff Johns's Batman, Batman Earth, Earth One, one. which is and really a lot good of too. Batman Earth One has made its way into the Gotham TV series. Mm. Uh, so Batman Earth One's really good. And that was the one where we said, you could see his eyes. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's wonderful. But, we did uh, that on the show. It's kind of yeah. like Gotham is like the prequel to Jeff John's Earth One. And remember when we were speculating heavily because we thought 
Superman Earth One was going to be Snyder's film. Mm. Yes. Like, this is perfect material. A lot yeah. of it was, yeah. kind of, though. Um, but so that's next week. Uh, until then, you can find me on Twitter at DVD Bits. Go and check out BehindThePanels.net because I put up a couple of things about what you, we can expect this year. Uh, big movies coming out this year, big comics coming out this year, as well as the big Australian releases. And we've had a lot of buzz around the Australian releases, including a couple of people who got lined up for um, interviews and for guest spots in the next couple of weeks and months. People like Louis Joyce, who we were going to have in last year, but we've got him coming in in February. Uh, we've got Ryan, Aquaman people. Aquaman. Mm. Uh, looking forward to that. Great, great run, actually. And uh, we've also got, and that'll coincide nicely with the Aquaman movie that's coming out at the end of this month on DVD. Mm. Um, and uh, we've got Ryan K. Lindsay, but heaps and heaps. There are dozens of Australian books coming out this year. Uh, I was surprised at how many coming out. So Can I go and check do it out. A quick website. throw out to our audience as well, because mm-hmm. uh, we were talking over the holidays and a couple of questions raised their their heads basically, and we thought we will think about this for the new year. It's a new year. It's a new way of setting up formats. Um, one of them was to not adhere to a strict uh, one hour format and not worry mm. about going mm-hmm. over a little bit how do you feel about that we would yeah. like to hear your feedback on that so we've on, kept, our, on we, our facebook page we've kept it tight so you you know just so we don't you know bore you and yeah. go too so far this episode was an hour and 20 minutes so because we had a lot to talk about. absolutely yeah. so did and that, we're only halfway so yeah <laughs> so did that bother hours. you did that yeah. not bother you we'd like to know what you think about it. so we've always adhered to okay an hour. so what do we think about the rest of civil war <laughs> <laughs> and the other question was whether we're doing um, was whether or not 50 we years later i know our other question was whether or not we actually stop spoiling the books. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether we actually lift. Some actually, of you have said, "Oh, I haven't listened to that episode yet because I want to read the. Book I want first. to read the book first, and yeah. maybe, maybe we just make these a bit of an entree to the yeah. book rather than so a full spoilers." So we've always said spoilers mm-hmm. and all on books because it's a, a book club. Book club, yeah. But if you don't want us to do that, we would like to hear from you as well. Now, if you don't write to us, if you don't give us your mm. opinion, we make the decisions for you. So, so send that to feedback at behindthepanels.net or just hit us up um, on our Facebook page. Yeah. As I said, you can find me on Twitter at DVD Bits. Find me uh, on Twitter at David McVeigh or at geekactually.com. Uh, Twitter at Dave Longo and I guess behindthepanels.net now. Yes. Yeah. You, I mean, you I should start know. contributing a few you know, pieces d- up there. Damn Good Cub has, I think, 16 days to go. Get <laughs> <laughs> down uh, with Dave. I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. <laughs> I thought the decision had already been reached. I didn't realize God, I, God no. I wish I had the final countdown on my... Uh, yeah. The final <laughs> countdown. <laughs> I might try and like leak some documents on there. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then just shut it down. Yeah, you know, I'll do um, the leaked script for Batman. Batman v Superman, <laughs> and I'll write it myself. <laughs> if no, you- no, no, no! I'll do um, I'll do Star Wars Force Awakens script leaked. Yeah. <laughs> In addition to uh, behind the handle, behind, behind the handle, behind the handle, dot net. Uh, go and check out geekaction.com, which we can find all of our shows. And yeah, we have some announcements. We have some announcements coming up soon. There will be a return of an old show, uh, but of course, until then, you can also check out Podcast Pillow Fort, which is our other podcast about podcasts. Uh, until next week, because we're back to a weekly schedule, I'm Richard Gray. I'm David McVeigh. I'm Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been Behind the Panels. Behind the Panels is a production of geekactually.com. 